doing great. Are you sure? Yeah, I am always doing great, especially when we get to be on our podcast with our listeners. And so welcome, welcome to the Main Dish Podcast. We're Mandy and Miley, respectively. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) Uh, we are excited to welcome back our listeners who have been following us. And for our new listeners, welcome, welcome. We hope you enjoy it here. It's warm and fuzzy and um, funny, insightful. And we have a great time. Yeah, it's fun. Mm-hmm. And this week's episode is, uh, is a real good one. We have been very grateful and uh, excited that in the previous few weeks, we've had some great guests. But So many fun guests. Yeah, but today's episode is us. fabulous. Us. Mandy and Miley. Back to the basics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But before we do that, what's good and new with you, Mandy? What's good, what's new? In the ongoing kitchen saga, Mm -hmm. I painted. So we talked about how it was all done, all the construction, all the everything. I put it all back together. I baked in it. Great stuff. Um, The newest piece is that yesterday I baked, or I'm sorry, baked. I did bake, but I took everything out and painted. So the cabinets have all been painted, but, you know, I had all the construction done to the lights and the ceiling and the walls and some cabinets removed. I prime. I had to prime all those walls that were just kind of raw material. So I primed the walls and then I painted some walls and I had to paint the ceiling because the ceiling had been done too. And that is kind of a man I was sore yesterday I'm still a little sore today but I was really sore yesterday the day after painting um after painting I had like a glass I was I swear to you I hardly have drank at all this year like I don't know I'm the third week I know it's like the 21st (laughs) or I don't know whatever it is like we're like three weeks into the year I'm not looking for cookies or like kudos or rewards I'm just saying I've hardly drank this year and not for any particular reason. I'm just like doing other things. Mm-hmm. It's COVID and we're not yeah. out partying. I really haven't drank that much probably during COVID, to be honest with you. Like there's just not enough going on. I don't like to sit at home and drink much. But um, I decided to open a bottle of wine. And after I was done with the kitchen, I had one glass of wine. I swear to God, I was buzzed. Oh, wow. I was like, who am I? Yeah, you're What's, Miley. What? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I made a joke, didn't I? <laughs> you're rubbing off on me. I am becoming you. <laughs> like, I literally had one glass of wine and like halfway into it, you know, I'm like two ounces of wine in. I'm like, this is pretty decent wine. Hmm. I'm enjoying it. It's a mm-hmm. nice, it's like a cab from somewhere that I'm not used to. And I was like, oh, it's not a bad bottle of wine. I'm, I'm kind of into it. Maybe I'll have another glass. By the time I was done with that first glass and I was like chatting with somebody on one of the dating apps, I was like, dude, I'm, I think I'm a little drunk. <laughs> like I should just go to bed. And I did. Oh, who am I? Wow. Honest to good. But then I watched, I I think I watched another episode of Bridgerton. I'm already re-watching it. Oh, wow. I was going to say, I was like, I thought you finished it. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that, it must be good. Okay. So I pretty much should start watching Bridgerton then. Yeah. I don't know why you're sleeping on this. I told you to watch Bridgerton before the Queen's Gambit. I know, but I I started Queen's Gambit Gambit because I, I, I have a list and it was on the, I don't know. It was up there and I was like, yeah, let's go. 
I'm not going to watch Queen's Gambit again. It's not so good that I would want to watch it again, mm. to be honest with you. Unless I found somebody who hadn't seen it, then I'd, I'd sit with them and watch it again. But all on my own, Bridgerton, 100%, because I'm already finding things that I missed the first oh, time I wow. watched Bridgerton. Okay. They're longer episodes, and there's quite a few characters in the story. So there's like a lot to see and a lot of things that you can easily miss. So I already started watching it again. Plus that lead that Simon Bassett is one tasty <laughs> piece. Okay, okay. Like I just was like I was like I think I need to see this love story develop again and see what happens and watch the drama and like how many times I get to see him take his clothes off. Oh, it's, okay. It's, it's nice. I mean, it's oh, it's bringing a little sunshine a to my January 2021 right up until y- this week when we got a new president. There's so that that's also an incredible sunny ball of stuff in my life. Uh-huh. Like the inauguration. I got to see clips of it. I didn't get to watch the whole I thing. I only saw clips of it we too. We were working. I mean, I saw Lady Gaga perform. I missed that. Oh, but I saw she, J-Lo. She did a beautiful job. I mean, you know me and the national anthem. Like it is my all time favorite song. And I'm always just in in awe of people who sing it. And I love listening to every rendition there is about the national anthem. So I love Where it. does hers rank? Like who was previously your favorite version my favorite version is Whitney Houston's version and it still is my my favorite so yeah it will probably always be my favorite but Leanne Rimes is a great rendition and uh and Lady Gaga's was pretty good but it do you think top five top 10 top 20 Lady Gaga might be top 15 maybe for me okay I haven't seen it yet it's not something that I would watch so for me again because I sing Um, I rank the people that I rank high on my list are people that I would watch again and again to learn techniques from. Yes. This version of Lady Gaga, I might not watch multiple times to get some techniques. I might watch it a couple more times just to kind of see how she changes certain things, but she kept it very traditional, which is also something I love. Like the anthem is a beautiful traditional performance. And so, and so like I, I watched her, but Whitney Houston does a lot of great things that Keep it traditional, but also very beautiful, too. So I Whitney Houston is my favorite all time. So I will never not love anything she has sung. Yeah. So uh, and then I, you know, can uh, we side note? We should have a girls night and watch The Bodyguard. Okay. I love. Oh, I haven't seen that that movie in a, a long, long time. time. We will pop movie. multiple bowls of popcorn. Yes, please. Because I need my own. Yes, please. And you need I your own. My own. And and multiple wine. bottles of wine. Yes. Moscato for you. And and I mean, like I can drink other wine. I just should chase it with Mama Moscato. Yeah, we'll 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 sweeten it up for you. Yeah. We'll we'll sangria it up for yeah, you a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. we'll just do sangria. I make a mean oh, you sangria. You do, you do. I love yeah. I love your sangria. It will knock but, you on your ass. Yeah, and then <laughs> and I want to be. Uh, J Lo sang a I beautiful saw that. song too. She's she, great. And shout out to our theme for twenty twenty one. Let's get loud. Was it odd that she snuck that in there? The Twitter memes were on fire yeah, about was a her little, sneaking it like, in there. Wow. Okay. okay. It kind of came out of nowhere. Like she just like landed the beautiful or what? What is it? This land is your land. And then it was yes. like she sang two songs, a, a medley. You know, like yes, it, went, yes. it went from one song to another. And uh, she actually inspired me to want to learn that song. I've actually never learned or sang that song before. This land this is your land. land? Yeah. So okay. I we used to really sing that all the time as kids. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I never. I mean, I knew of it and I've heard it and maybe I've sang along, but I've never officially formally 
mm. saying it. So it's on. It's now on my my list. I thought it was. I don't know if I honestly can't remember the last time I've watched inaugural like performances like this. Me neither. So actually. I really can't speak to if it's ever happened before. I'm I'm undereducated in this agreed area, but um, I thought that was such a great song this moment oh yeah that, that's what time. it is that's why it expi- inspired me because i was like that is a great like this land is our land like our land yeah uh yeah so garth brooks also saying amazing what? grace how did i m- i didn't even yeah. hear about that yeah so um i pretty much just watched a lot of the did you watch him was he good he was good um i, mean, I didn't recognize it with him at first so i feel bad <laughs> he's getting up there yeah, but he, he, I mean, he does a great job all the time. And so it was great. And, um, I, you know, the first time ever I listened to the inaugural, not the first year, but the inaugural, the, the poet. Yes. I every haven't inaugural listened to her, ceremony. I've, I've, I've never read some of it. paid enough attention to the inaugural ceremonies in the past to listen to the poet. But this year she's the youngest person to ever serve as the inaugural poet and she wore this beautiful yellow jacket and the poem was just there was a lot of depth to it and the way she presented and delivered was just great so i i I was really impressed and kudos to her for being the youngest inaugural poet that is incredible i'm pretty sure her name was amanda 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 something right oh you know i don't know i only remember that because my name is amanda But I, I really appreciated the line that she had about, like, we are not, we're not broken. We're just not finished. Or we're, oh, okay. There was, a, yeah. I'm butchering you'll, it. You'll find and it. You'll my apologies it. No to worries. her for yeah. fucking that up. But um, I had read bits of her poem and it was amazing. So I haven't got to see it yet. Did, did John Legend perform? Because you know, I saw I pictures know. of him and JT performed. Yeah, at night, right? I'm not sure. I just heard that j- somebody told me JT was performing last night. Yeah. Or so, whatever oh. whatever night it was. I don't know. I'm lost on my days. Somebody told me he performed and I was like, what? I missed it. So I, I haven't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I just I just saw pictures of John Legend and Chrissy Teigen there. And I was like, what are they doing there? Did 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 Maybe he they sing? Performed. Yeah. Because he has that great song. Um, Dude, my Alexa picked it up yesterday. I mean, the Bernie memes are yeah, Bernie the memes, Bernie memes are, are awesome. off the chart. Yep. So <laughs> if you, I mean, I know that I am the first to admit that I live under a rock, but if I know about the Bernie memes, uh, if you haven't heard about it, you better get your your uh, current events up to speed. I, I mean, just him just sitting there all by himself. I at the love that like, he's just he is just, yeah. And, mittens, and like I, you know, yeah, I said to you earlier, like a kudos to him for like, he's an older person who's at risk for COVID, obviously. Like True. he... You know, but he respects the office of the president so much in the United States. That's how I take it, that he would show up to a public event. Yes. Still dressed warm. He doesn't care what he looks like, but he is dressed warm (laughs) because he doesn't want to get sick. (laughs) He's socially distanced or physically distancing himself. And he's just there to show his respect. And I love that. Like that makes me respect him even more. So one meme I said was or I saw was um, a picture of Bernie walking in, you know, all by himself and all his little mittens and everything. Bernie dressed like the inauguration is on his to do list, but it ain't his whole day. (laughs) I love it. Cause it ain't, <laughs> like, it ain't the whole, the whole day. Oh, 100%. Good for him though. So good. But so yeah. good. Anything else new and good in your life? Oh, I, I don't think so. Not just yet. Um, 
you know, there's a lot of fun stuff coming up, but nothing, you know, I don't, I don't need to talk about anything just yet until it's happened. We have plenty of time. Come back next week for more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I got a haircut this week. I was just going to say, I know you got a haircut. I saw it today. It's like the first time I think I've seen your hair all week. Yeah, I, uh, I got it cut about five days ago. No, I saw you yeah. a few days ago. We had photos taken. No, we we had photos taken six days ago and the next day I got my haircut. Yeah. Oh. And then and I have I didn't really tell anybody. It wasn't until yesterday that actually somebody noticed that my hair was cut. But okay, it's wait, not so also it the, it's not all it's it? not my entire day either. So I wasn't walking around expecting people to notice my I hair. I never know what day it is or what yeah. day things happened in my week. So I'm like, maybe it was yesterday that I noticed it. Maybe. All I know is when, like, I saw the backside of you, like, the other person. It was, it like, was, oh, my gosh, she's naked. Oh. It was in the clinic, too, right? Yeah. And, like, somebody said it at the moment that I was like, what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> when did this happen? I feel so, <laughs> I feel violated. Aww, no. Yeah, I, um, I was hanging out. I finally saw my aunt and uncle and, you know, my aunt's a hairstylist. But I because of COVID, <laughs> she's been cutting my hair for the last 20 years yeah. or 20 five years but and so uh but yeah since you were one thank you (laughs) (laughs) she and i haven't really seen her much over covid and you know because of covid she actually had to shut down her small business or salon so she has for good like permanently she had to sell it thankfully she found a seller to take over the lease and stuff or a buyer to take over the lease but uh so she had to shut down and she's she's kind of jobless not that she's you know, it's just she's built her career in the last 35 years. And being a small business owner is actually a point of pride in the Asian community. And so it's sad, but she's OK. And she's she's it's important for her to be at home. She's a she's a she's at risk or a higher risk because of her medical problems. And so saw her and I was like, I don't know when the next time I'm going to see you. Can you please cut my hair? It's been 18 months <laughs> because I usually only cut it once a summer. But obviously, when summertime, uh, when summer 2020 came around, it had been a year and it was time for my haircut. But mm-hmm. because of COVID, I haven't cut it. So I have not cut my hair since summer 2019. Yeah. It had so. been like braids and buns yeah. and just lots little. of things trying to hold that pile of hair on top yeah, of your I head. Know. So it's, I feel kind of naked, but I do feel light and, uh, you know, and I feel like my hair is, is, is healthier as well because when, you know, it never didn't yeah. look healthy, but it, it was you had a lot of hair. Okay, I know. I mean, I don't know if anyone listening to this podcast will understand this reference, but in the 80s, there was a woman named Crystal Gale. I don't look no. her up. Oh, OK. Uh, I think she was a country singer. Ooh. My mom and some of that side of my family listened to country music. Mm-hmm. And this woman had like hair to the floor. Oh, Oh, I don't want to be compared to her. You, your <laughs> hair was like past your butt. It was. It has not been past my butt in since I was a kid. I, I think usually by the time long. it gets right above my butt, it's time to cut. <laughs> I just rhymed right there. When it's above the butt, it's time to cut. <laughs> Hits the butt, time yeah. to cut. So, but that's new. And I don't really have anything else new. It's been a really good week. It was, you know, we're coming off of a, a three-day weekend last weekend. So it was so nice to have a break and then back to work. And uh, and so, yeah, I'm, I've had yeah. a good week. I took a four-day because oh, I, yeah. did, I did the kitchen that next day. And uh, I did notice that, like, coming in and working a three-day week, 
um, like Wednesday is my Monday. So it's like, I'm fired up. I'm amped. I'm ready to go. I like get a lot done. And then I come in on Thursday and it, and Thursday you would think it'd be kind of like your Tuesday, which is my least favorite day of the week traditionally. But like I came in and I was just like, it's Thursday. I better get some shit done. <laughs> I think a three day work week really works with me. Okay. So, you know, a lot of, a lot of my, my friends, we've been talking a little bit about this whole work from home kind of thing. And many of my friends have been saying like, you know, working at your place of work, I guess, like all the time or five days a week can be difficult, but now working from home five days a week can be difficult, but it would be great once things get a little calmer to do like two days or three day work weeks. And they feel like they would be much more efficient by being in the office half the time and being at home half the time. Yeah. I just don't want to work the other half of the time. It's, that's how I feel I too. literally want to work three days a week. Yeah. That would so be that's, nice. That's my next goal. That's like my 2022 goals to figure mm. out a three day work week. Even if I have to work three, 12 hours or something, I don't, I wouldn't be productive. I mean, let's be real. I can work three, 10 hours and be pretty productive. Even four, 10 hours. I used to work. I had nine years or it wasn't full time. How many hours full time or how many years? Four or five years full time. I worked four days a week for 10 hours. And that was really nice. Uh, three day work weeks suit me. Uh, four sorry, four day work weeks suit me, but three day work me work weeks suit me even better. So I'll take either. You know, it's not like I don't work in my other days. I'm still yeah. I'm literally here on my day off, like painting yeah. my kitchen so, and I'm yeah, doing that's time cards. Thing. It's like it's not that we want to not work. It's that we yeah. have we want to be productive in a lot of other areas in our life. Yeah, and having the time to do that is why we prefer three or four day work weeks. Yeah. It's not I that you just want to lay in bed all day. Nuh-uh. I do not have downtime. No. From the minute and it's I not get like up, we want downtime. It's that right. we want to get things done. Like we got, I get up and I am like, go, 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 go mm-hmm. until the minute I sit down or lay down and pass out. Yep. 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 Like today, race out of work, come home, spin for 40 minutes, take a shower, cook dinner, do this, do that. Pour us glasses of wine, record some pod. Like, yeah, I mean, we're I'm go, 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 go. If I have 30 minutes, I'm going to find a 40 minute activity to put in there. I like it because <laughs> I am on the same wavelength. I'm like, what can I do with this time? I'm never going to get it again. Exactly. Again. And that leads us into our episode today about having no regrets. Absolutely. We hope you enjoyed the episode and we will talk to you soon. Yes, enjoy. Enjoy. So this week, we are talking a little bit about regrets. And how to move through life so that you don't have them. Or you minimize or reduce them. You're more in control of it. But also, I think part of that is, you know, reflecting back on any regrets that you may have. Because, uh, you know, we're human. And we may all have or experience some level or some type of regret that we may need to learn how to let go of Mm -hmm. in order to move forward as well. Indeed. In thinking about this episode and doing a little research on kind of how I wanted to say what I wanted to say, um, I came across like a handful of, I don't know if I would call them tips and tricks, but like some things to think about. Yeah, some like considerations if you're, um, you know, you're interested in living a more present life. Because I think a lot of regrets is living in the past. Um, So 
kind of living presently and knowing knowing yourself and learning to practice like mindfulness and see where your head is at in the moment is um was kind of the underlying maybe underlying theme throughout a lot of these i think one of the things that we hope to achieve or arrive at after we have this discussion is about this idea of what kind of mindset or what kind of uh, reframing of your thoughts and of your approach when it comes to any potential areas in your life or experiences in your life that you've either uh, experienced regret mm -hmm. as well as how to proactively learn from that and so that you moving forward can minimize and reduce some of the opportunities that could end up eventually turning into a regret but trying to live a more present life you said yeah you said Mandy one thing that um, I thought was really interesting was like, who are you living your life for? And <laughs> sorry, I make a really big face with yeah. that because that is a huge, huge obstacle challenge that I personally face in my life. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think a lot of us do. I think a lot of people, whether they notice it or not, and I mean, we've talked a little bit about your journey in that. And but I, I think even when it's not necessarily, I think there's cult certain cultures have a lot of that. Exactly. It's like, and that's what I really mean. Like my my culture played a huge and pl is playing a huge role in my identity and the mm -hmm. decisions that I make to this day. And I'm trying to actively work through that. Yeah. I really feel for people like you, ha you Thankfully, I guess, or you're probably very grateful for this, but you, the path that you, you know, your family has encouraged you to take, you happen to have found one that you like, love, excel at, like you're actually good at it. And sometimes and, I wonder about it because growing up, there was a pressure to bring honor to the family, mm -hmm. pick a profession that is prestigious and has a good reputation that is a professional position as well so like a doctor or um, a lawyer or something mm -hmm. like that and then also be able to provide for the family and so part of me sometimes I wonder like I am very grateful but I wonder if it's because I have chosen and I and I don't have an answer for this but is it that I've chosen to have a mindset of gratefulness mm -hmm. that no matter what career I ended up picking as long as it made my family happy I would be grateful for it or is it one of those mindsets where also another mindset that is it no matter what I set my mind to, I will make sure that I excel at it and work at it. Or is it truly something that I love? Yeah. And I don't know if that that question will ever be answered because I, I am grateful for the decisions I've made thus far. I have a mindset of a good work ethic and so that I can excel at the, the whatever I am doing. And I, I do love what I do. I don't know if I grew into it or mm -hmm. if I truly genuinely loved it. But today I do love what I do. I, I like to think that I'm good at what I do because I work hard at it. And you seek it out. Right. And, but I just wonder, you know, and it, again, it's not a question <laughs> that can be answered. But is it was it a lot of influence from my family and living yeah. to make them happy? Or was it living to make me happy? And I think the struggle... For, for people who may be biculturally raised like me, uh, you struggle with like, 
I do want to make my family happy. I do want to bring pride to my family. But then I hope one day I don't wake up and say like. Old world, new world, right? It's kind of like our, that, yeah, those, the old cultures. And and we see this with a lot of friends culturally too. Um, They're pushed into going in certain directions and like even with marriages like marry yeah. you marry another doc you marry another doctor or a lawyer mm-hmm. and it's like well shit that's gotta that's gotta limit your dating is hard enough i know this is not another dating episode but damn dating is hard enough and now i'm trying to like and i feel for the people who just don't fit into those things that their families are pushing them towards because it's like you're living a lie and you're miserable and you're lonely and you can't tell anybody because no one cares no one wants to hear it and they just want you to do what the family wants you to do that's really a place I'm just wow like I feel it's hard to like right now I'm I, I love my I love my mom and my brother but I the last six months I've moved them in with me mm-hmm. and that's really hard for me I've been living on my own for the last 15 years and I've learned how to make decisions I've learned how to balance making decisions that make them happy versus like, especially in times where there is a difference, right? Mm-hmm. That's the hardest part, right? When yeah. we agree, like they have their own perfect. thoughts on what you should be right. doing. And having that physical distance from them was a lot easier to make myself happy and make decisions based on what I feel is true to myself. But now living with them, I, I find that I'm having to be a little bit more considerate and mindful of how my decisions can affect them because I am physically closer to them and I'm living with them mm-hmm. that some of my decisions may affect them. And so I, I, it's, it's, it's a challenge that I'm kind of, over, you know, trying to navigate through and, um, it's hard to find where that line is between your true wants, desires, your true self versus how that can affect the people that you love and care about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, trying to honor both, trying to find a, like, when is it appropriate to find a compromise and when is it appropriate to stand your ground? Boundaries. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like s- some things you could do, like you could be making terrible decisions. I mean, you're not, but you could be making terrible decisions and like bringing home coronavirus. Exactly. Like that's, that's an example yeah. of something that could literally affect yeah. them. And during the major shutdown, I literally moved myself out and lived away from them mm-hmm. and and so like decisions like that but then there are and I there are other things like yeah. you being here recording this podcast with me and you're gonna get home late i was just going to use that as an example because <laughs> no seriously like we, and they're gonna be like we don't like you out so late nope, you're you like, well like, yeah. and I'm then 34 exactly but then what happens is like they're like when you come home late at midnight you're opening the door and it could be potentially dangerous to us when we've are, we've locked down the house. Oh, wow. And, and so, like, like, you know, like... That's, that's a little a paranoia. Genuine, yes, it's a genuine... I mean, that I could happen my at noon. my brother, but they do have some chronic paranoia. Violent crimes can happen at any time of day. Exactly. It Small children get kidnapped in the middle of the day on the... You know, or they don't... I don't think happen that happens so much anymore. It happens every but, night. Right, like... It happens throughout the day. Yeah, all the time. And, and I think the other thing is, like, the last 15 years... I think I've done a good job at keeping myself safe, mm-hmm. as safe as possible, and yeah. putting as myself in situations the, yeah. where I am safe. Like You're like, I'm what evidence out, do you yeah. have? Right. I'm not out and about at bars with the higher risk of getting kidnapped. I'm at your place. Right. Where we do lock the doors. Yeah. I watch you get in your car. Exactly. You drive off. You text me when you get home. Like, right. So, like, I, I yeah. feel like I still want to live my life as 
true and honest as possible while still trying to be mindful of their feelings and their fears. Uh, but also within living my life, I'm also being as safe as possible. Yeah. And, and I'm not one of the, I'm not one of those people that I need to position myself in a place that will guarantee me full safety. I don't think you can ever be 100% safe. Control is an illusion. Mm -hmm. You control whatever you can or think you can. Mm -hmm. And you just have to trust that you've made the right decisions to get you to where you need to be. But this is a thank you for your concern. Yeah. I am. I love that you love me so hard that you're concerned about this. Yeah. And so that's why like I'm going to come home when I'm ready. Yeah. Well, part of this whole like no regrets thing is yeah. I'm thinking about my life when I'm on my deathbed. Oh, my God. Could you imagine and if you were like, I came home at eight o'clock every exactly. night. And, and part of that is also like I'm at a place in my life. And again, this is not a dating episode, right? but dating happens past 8 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you don't get out of work until 6. Exactly. And so how, do, like, I don't want to be on my deathbed and realize, like, I. Could you say to your brother, like, like, so you'd rather I just stay with this stranger that I'm out on a date with? No, no. Well, yes and no. His thing is, uh, I don't want to throw my brother I know, but I mean. He is the white, like, one of the wisest people and safest he is one of the most thoughtful people i know but his thing is you can have day dates why don't you just have day dates until you get married and and live together so two days a week you could have day dates because the other days you're working yep so again you're like i like to go hiking and do other things i'm not trying to give my weekends which are literally like primo real estate it's like fucking park place and whatever the other one is (laughs) (laughs) it's hard right because those blue squares are saturday and sunday and first dates get fucking baltic avenue okay i love it i love the life reference the the game of life (laughs) the monopoly reference monopoly that's what i meant Uh, but yeah it's just uh it's i don't want to be on my deathbed and realize that i was i was coming home at eight o'clock because i wanted to make my mom and my brother happy and then i missed out on being being able to create a life with a potential someone right or not even a potential someone, but living my life past 8 p.m. Like whether I want to be hanging out at a bar with you, hanging out at your place with you or, you know, it's. Just, I hope we get to go to bars again someday. Oh, goodness gracious. Won't that well, be fun? you know, when I got my vaccine shot yesterday after my, number two. Did you flirt with the. I didn't because he was like 50 some years old. But at the end, he goes, he hands me my card after he stands it. He goes, now you can travel. I was like, boy, I've been traveling. <laughs> I've been driving up to Flagstaff. I've been driving all over. I can travel. I've been on these mountains. You know, but I think what he meant is like hopefully travel like domestically and internationally, hopefully fingers crossed. Yeah. But yeah, so that's why like, you know, we, we talk a little bit about, you know, I this preparing for this episode really made me think a lot about moving, like moving forward. What do I not want to regret? Mm-hmm. I'm... I'm really keen on the whole, uh, you are the author of your story. And I have a hard time when people play the victim, like I have to do this. I have to do this. They're always like doing something for somebody else. I'm like, did that person ask you to do that? Do you just feel an obligation? Where does that come from? Like, you know, we can get really deep into that whole introspective and like, why are you thinking this way? What are you like, where is that coming from? Blah, 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 blah. And, um, it's like, you know, honestly, at the end of the day, 
you get to write your own story. And like my perspective on it is I want to write one that I look back on and I go, damn, that was fun. Mm -hmm. I did so much. I had so much love. I have so many good friends. I had all these experiences. I saw all these places. Like that's the story that I'm going to leave. Like I, that's the story I want. So that's the story I'm pretty intent on creating. Like if something strikes my fancy and I'm like, I really want to try that. Like, you know, we've recently talked a little bit about you wanting to uh, learning to play guitar a little bit. It's like, if there's something I want to do, then I'm, I'm put a little effort in. I'm going to do it. Like I get to write this. I get to say what my story is. And yes, outside things will influence certain aspects, but like at the core of it, like the big chapters, like that's all me. I, that I totally hear you on that and it resonates a lot with me and it is very empowering. I think I want to have that mindset. I understand that mindset. Uh, and it just takes time to kind of build your, like, I think it yeah. takes a lot of mental strength as well. There's a lot Sometimes, of fear. Yeah. Some, some days I'm right there. Some days fear creeps in, fear of disappointment, fear right. of making someone else unhappy because of your decisions. And I think, you know, in preparation for this episode, we, you know, there's some mention about, you know, like, don't allow the, you know, the chance of disappointing someone else affect your ability to stay true to yourself. Mm-hmm. Because that's when regret can happen. Resentment. Resentment. Oof. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Oof. Yeah. Um. You know, there's a... When you were talking about writing your own story, it made me think about how I saw this post and someone had said, I want to look back on my life and remember all the, the, the when moments instead mm. of the what if moments. Something uh, like that. That's really good. Yeah. When I this instead yeah. of, yeah. And what if I did this, you know, instead, you know, so when I did this. Yeah. So I, I try really hard. I think that's why, again, it's one of the reasons why the last year I've been so focused on, well, hiking mostly, but in the hiking, I've been hiking trails that get me to higher ground mm -hmm. because in my mind, I'm thinking I can't do this. Or what if I get hurt? Or what if I fall off the mountain? What if, you know, like, what if I get scared going up the mountain and it gets to be too high and I'm all by myself? But I don't want it to be like, what if I had just gone up Flatiron? But mm -hmm. now I can say, I remember when I went on top of Flatiron and... Do those what ifs go away? Like, you've done a bunch of big mountains. Like, are those what ifs going away? Like, you're not starting it out gets, these big hikes it, yeah, saying that. It gets the more... It's like a muscle. I would never be able to do a hike if that was the voice in my head. I'd be like, I don't know what's fucking out there, but I guess I'm gonna see. It does... Like, for me, it's a muscle and it's slowly gone away. The more I do it, the more I, I feel stronger mentally and stronger physically to want to do more. Okay. And so, like, Humphreys and uh v2 up in colorado and uh you know picacho picacho peak oh my gosh picacho peak was one of the scariest ones actually yeah because of the the cables that you have to hang off of while you're climbing up the mountain but it's like shucks if i can do that i could do another one and so it gets easier and easier to say if i can do this i can do that so instead of what if i'm like well if i can do that i can totally do this and i'm gonna go ahead and do this and every time you do 
something that aligns with what mm-hmm. you what is valuable to you and so I guess for me what's valuable every time I do that is I'm building my confidence yeah I'm building my self-esteem that I can do it and the whole yeah you uh, this makes me think of dreams yeah oh yeah but also I think like also, goals we, yeah. we talk about goals a lot but I think I think when it comes to regrets I don't think goals is quite as in line with regrets and living without regrets I think dreams yeah. is like adjacent to that it's yeah. like what are the things that I really dream for and recently I started to think about dreams like do I have dreams and I'm I have a lot of ideas so it's really hard for me to say I have dreams like hard set dreams and some people do and I think that's amazing and if you have them you really need to decide if they resonate with you still somebody recently said to me um something about getting in the way of my dreams like I was like, first of all, your ego needs to <laughs> step aside because if I have something I want to do, like you, like this person was speaking as if they had a say or like they would be the only say in my future. And I was like, um, you're, I, I understand you have good intentions with saying this, but like, don't think that. I am such a small and weak minded person that someone could just waltz into my life and I will suddenly um, not have dreams of my own. So, yeah, I don't know. I I wouldn't I can't see letting anybody stop me from my dreams. But if you have dreams, you really need to decide if they are still your dreams. And it was funny when they said stop me from my dreams and they were telling me what they thought mind you this person knew me for three days was telling me what they thought my dreams were and I was like that's not my fucking dream like that's just yeah. not my dream yeah they totally it's were cute off that you were target, thinking point. you were gonna be getting in the way of my dreams and you thought my dream was that none of those things are true okay yeah and thinking that they were the ones getting in the way of a dream that wasn't, that wasn't even, even mine. Exist, that didn't even exist. <laughs> that's not my dream. I don't know whose dream you're getting in the way of, but that's not mine. <laughs> <laughs> but I like that you had mentioned how, you know, when we talk about regrets, we think about dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, but so oftentimes we we talk about goals when we're having this like logical mind. But mm-hmm. there's something beautiful about dreams. And when we talk about regrets, we should be mindful of what are some of those dreams and knowing that. Dreams can be possible. Mm-hmm. And and so we, if you want to live a life without regrets, being more attentive, being more intentional about those dreams. And then the other thing that comes to mind is fear, right? Oftentimes mm-hmm. people will keep dreams as a dream because they're too scared to turn it into a goal and to make yeah. it a reality because yeah. fear of failure, fear of rejection, fear of... A dream isn't there like a saying like a dream is a goal you haven't put any action steps to or something exactly. like this yeah yeah, they said, yeah mm-hmm. so you know again regret happens as a direct result of either our choices or our lack of choices mm-hmm. regret can happen because of a uh, lack of action and lack of action can be a good thing if the thing doesn't align with yeah. you yeah so you know what happens is i guess like one of the phrases that kind of stayed with me when we were preparing was um to live a life with as little regret as possible is to do things that align with what you care about and don't do things that you don't care about. 
that's pretty much sums it up. I like that. Yeah, I like that line a lot because yeah. again, it, and I think I'm gonna move moving forward. I think I'm gonna use that as a mantra to help me, especially in in situations where I feel kind of pulled in two directions. Mm-hmm. Because you know, and right now, again, my mom and my brother are the the biggest factors in my life right now, and sometimes I feel like there's a a pull of like me versus what I want or no me what I want versus what they want and maybe what I want to do lines up with what I want to do and what they want me to do is not what I want to do but Mm -hmm. I need to stop or I need to prevent the fear of disappointing them prevent me from doing what I want to do or what aligns with what's important and valuable to me. Yeah. It's a hard line. It's, it's hard to do. Yeah. I don't have anyone presently in my life like that, in that aspect. Do you think that that makes you feel more free or maybe it makes you easy? It makes it easier to make decisions or to live no. with little regret, like <laughs> less regret? Okay. No, and I was thinking this as you were talking earlier about your the family dynamics. And I was like, that's really interesting you come from a background like our our backgrounds are different and similar in lots of ways but like your family like you have this expectation to go into certain direction and like that was never in my house like I was never told to succeed or I mean it was always pretty clear that when I did well in school and I you know when I achieved certain things or did really exceeded or whatever you want to say um there was always like good job and there was like maybe some minor bragging on me but it was never like there was never this I I was there I I never was surrounded or around anyone who was like you know you can be anything you want to be like what do you want to do no one fostered me maybe that's the way I'm thinking of it there was never anyone around me who like fostered it and wanted to push me in any direction which I think is a little bit of a negative like I don't, I, di- I never really had any pushes. So for a long time in early adulthood, like teen and early adulthood years, I was just kind of there and trying to do some of the things I thought I was supposed to do versus, you know, when you're young, well, you just don't have the tools. Adult, I was kind of, I was just told what I had to do. <laughs> yeah. See, I, di- I didn't have that. So I had like this freedom to kind of do whatever I wanted to do. And maybe some of what I thought people did and I did terrible when I first went to college because I was like, fuck this shit. Like, no one's taking attendance. Peace. Like, I would go, I'll go like two out of three days. I'll show up for sure. And like, so, you know, I got in, I got out of it what I was putting into it. But like, I, there's a balance there somewhere between us. You know, there's like someone who's encouraging and fostering and like wants to help you figure out your goals. And like at 20 years old, you don't need to know what you want to do forever. But I think it's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy that it took me, I'm happy that at a young age, I at least decided I knew I didn't want to be like married, living in Michigan, um, just the life that I was living at 21. I, I knew, I knew by 22, it wasn't what I wanted. And I'm happy that I had the guts to get out of it when I did. I like that you said guts because that is a, an awesome word. I was thinking brave, but it's such a formal word. Guts is just such a much 
much more lively yeah. word that describes exactly what it takes. Guts, because I mean, that's where you feel, that's where you'll feel the nerves. You'll feel like you want to throw up when you're making these decisions sometimes, or you're doing the thing, you're like taking the step out the door, driving away with all your shit. It's, you have to have the guts. And, uh, you know, I did it again when I moved across the country. I was like, I don't know, I guess I'm going to move across the country. And I just put the wheels in the motion and I just fucking did it. I got in the car and with all my stuff and drove across the country and had this apartment lined up that I did over the phone. And, um, I mean, just, you know, there's a couple of those instances so far in my life that have been big turning points. And it's really just a, a little bit of feeling and knowing that there's something out there and I'm supposed to go in that direction and just trusting it and following it and not worrying about what might have been. Because I was dating somebody in Michigan and um, my family is all there and you know like all of those things could have kept me home but very uncomfortable at the same time like I wasn't comfortable living there like I wasn't comfortable in myself and I knew that there was somewhere else I was supposed to be and I was called to this part of the country and I can't imagine any other way like my life is in I love my life I think it's impeccable so when you say that it also brings to my mind the word comfort Mm -hmm. because you had just said like you were uncomfortable there I was uncomfortable in what everyone else was so damn comfortable in and and so I think part of having no regrets or living a life with as little regret as possible is recognizing maybe good comfort versus bad comfort Mm -hmm. right because sometimes like right now you're comfortable where you're at, but it's a good comfort. It, it's because it feels like home. It feels right. Yeah. But then there is there is that type of comfort that is not so good for you if it doesn't align with your values or you it just doesn't feel Offer right. any like, growth. Or, well, yeah, growth. Or um, you're so comfortable that you don't want to grow or you're too afraid to grow. Mm-hmm. But if you are comfortable in the right environment, it actually encourages you and allows you to grow even more. Yeah. And that's the kind of place or environment you want to be in. In a, in a comfortable situation or in a comfortable environment where it fosters an environment that you can grow and learn and uh, expand. Yeah. And be able to make decisions that won't lead to regret. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I moved out here because I was like, I, I have no reason not to. I want to. And I have no reason not to. And if I don't do it now, I might never have the chance again. Like I'm single. Um, The practice I was working for had closed and sold. And it was like, I kind of need to find a new job anyways. (laughs) I might as well go do it in a part of the country that is booming economically versus Michigan, Detroit area that wasn't at the time. And probably, I don't know if they even still are considered to be booming, but um. Yeah, I just I was like, this is the time. If I'm going to do anything like this, like I need to get off my ass and go do it and fuck anybody else. And like, it wasn't like my family's never going to talk to me again because I move. It was just like, we're going to be a little further apart. I'll figure it out. Exactly. And and so I think that's why making decisions and trying to sometimes what happens is you can try and do your best at making sure you make decisions that align with your true self. Um, but sometimes you can't 
mm-hmm. always make that decision that's best for you. And sometimes you have to find a compromise. And how do you handle that? How do you let go of some of the regret that might build up? Or hopefully it's not resentment that builds up, but some of the regret. And how do you live with that regret? I don't know that I have a lot of true regrets. I would say now, and, and maybe that's because may, they, and I'm not saying there haven't been things that I've regretted doing, but I think they're no longer regrets because I've processed them and How I've, process them I've given question. myself permission for where I was in that space. And I've forgiven myself for just making a bad decision or going against my better judgment, listening to somebody else instead of listening to myself. Like I've pretty much just, I, th- I think I don't regret things anymore because I've, I just decided I, I'm, I did the best I could in that moment. It wasn't great. And I wouldn't do that again. And, but that was, that was what I was working with at the time. And that's where I was. And like, would I do Would I, I honestly, would I do it all over again? Probably. Well, I would say probably because you've learned from those situations. Yeah. You wouldn't be where you are and you wouldn't have the lessons that you have if you did it, if you went back and didn't do them. There's like one person I dated that I wouldn't date again. <laughs> but that's, and I say that with like all, like a 99.9% certainty, but everything else I would do over again. Because that one person really didn't contribute anything, but there's like everything else I would probably do again. Take, taking any one of those things out. Makes me a different me. Mm-hmm. I mean- when I talk about regret with other people, one of my, probably my biggest regrets in my life, which I, I label as a regret because it is a regret, but I've processed and grown. And if without that regret, I wouldn't be taking the actions that I do now. But, you know, um, the night that my dad passed away, I remember mm-hmm. standing across from him and in my mind, I wanted to tell him I loved him, but I was so scared about what was going on. I didn't know what was happening. And things were happening so quickly that I never told him I loved him because of that moment. I am the, I, I like to take credit for being the person that actually encouraged my family to tell each other. I love you Mm. because in Asian families, like showing emotion is actually not very common Mm -hmm. and saying, I love you is not very common, but because of that growing up, like, I was always the first one to tell my aunts and my uncles, my cousins that I love them when I when I depart from them or leave them. Oh, that yeah. they started saying back to me, and now we say like now. Now you're those weird Asians later, that say love yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. And and because of that, I also do my best not to miss any opportunity to tell the people that I love in my life, like that I do love them. Like mm-hmm. if I tell them ten times a day, like I truly mean it because I do, and I don't want to ever have the same feeling that I had with my dad. Yeah. And so like, I, I think I've processed it and I've learned from that. And I think that's what I, I mean, that's a trauma. That's that's a childhood, (laughs) that's a childhood trauma. Like that's not just like, you know, I forgot to take my muddy shoes off this one time and got dirt all over the carpet. My mom whooped my ass. Like that's not, that's not something you learned from and don't do again. that, That trauma yeah a positive result in my life yeah i mean like Um, that's something that should have a long-lasting effect on a person and is very normal to have a long-lasting effect on a person and that's um that's a great i i think it's a great thing to come out of that experience as weird as that is to say and and that's why i would encourage our listeners like if you have regrets like the way one way to process it is to try to figure out 
how, you know, what would you have done differently? Yeah. And how can you move forward with that same, like if you ever, ever, any time you're presented in a similar situation. Is there anything I can do to avoid this in the future? Avoid it or act like, so, you know, in that situation, I regret my lack of action. Yeah. So moving forward, my true self is to act on telling people when I love them. And so moving forward, I'm going to make sure that I act on that. Um, but, you know, for your example, if you did something that you regret, then moving forward, you don't do it because that's what would align to your true self. Yes. This um, saying I love you is one of the things I also wrote down about regrets. Um, saying thank you, I'm sorry, and I love you. Yeah. Um, I think there. when I was younger, it was really hard for me to eke out a lot of those words. Like my family was always really good about I love yous, but there weren't a lot of I'm sorry's being passed around my house. Um, please and thank you was pretty rampant, like dinner table talk, you know, like, um, but like saying genuine thank yous to people. And now it's different because the people I surround myself, you know, like you and leveled up, so to speak, like we're very in touch and we like to tell each other how much we appreciate each other and love each other and like thank you so much like I really appreciate you saying that and oh I'm so sorry I didn't mean for it to come off that way like that's my bad like you know like just recognizing where we all are like saying thank you I'm sorry I love you is like those are big things and I can think uh, it's harder for me now to remember but I know there are times in the past where I'd be like I I just didn't say the things I wanted to say. And like, that's a regret. Like if you get somewhere at the end of life and you're like, damn, really should have apologized to so-and-so for X, Y, Z. Or, you know, I could have said thank you a lot more to the people I worked with. Or um, I really, I could have said I love you so much more to my mom or my dad or my sister or, you know, my husband or partner or whatever it might be. Um like those are those are the things that would weigh really heavily on me if I was, you know, if I was at the end, so to speak, and I knew the end was coming, it would be like, damn, like, I, I don't want that. Yeah, I agree with that. Totally. Um, I think that's why communication is such a big, it has become such a big thing to me in the last six months or so, just because I don't want to leave things unsaid. Yeah. I don't want to leave questions unasked Mm -hmm. um because if you don't ask you'll never know yeah and you know i say that all the time yeah and (laughs) if you don't say the things that are on your mind you'll always wonder what if Mm -hmm. and and the other thing is like if you're upset about something and you don't share that that also not only builds resentment, but mm-hmm. it can also be a barrier to deepening your relationship later on. Mm-hmm. You could have that feeling of, why didn't I just say sorry? It was such a small thing to be upset about. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Communication. In the grand scheme of life. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's the perspective, right? Like, this is, it feels so crazy important sometimes, like right in the moment, this one stupid little thing. And it's like, this is not a thing. Like sometimes stepping back and having that moment or I've done that. I'm like, this is not a thing. Yeah. Stop doing that. Like, don't worry about it. Apologize for the thing or um, apologize to the person. Like, is this really small? Is this really petty? But maybe it's a big thing and uh, maybe there's no apology needed. And I don't know, you know, human, human relationships are complicated. Um, but I like what you say about communication being 
huge because I it also makes me think of like and I know we're in a pandemic right now but like at the on you know at the end of the life at your at the, at the end of your life like there's the whole did I keep in touch with all the people I really wanted to keep in touch with like damn I'm really sad I let so and so fall off and you know this isn't to say that like all friends and all family are meant to be in each other's lives. You, what's the saying? You have a great saying about this, a season, a reason. Oh, everyone comes into your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. Yes. I yes. heard that from a good friend of mine, uh, Onika Patel. Ah. So shout out to her because um, she listens to our cat podcast and she what, follows what? us. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, she taught me that because uh, she actually taught it to me while I was trying to learn how it's like to a buddhist thing someone. or so. is it a buddhist it is, thing? it's an eastern okay. thought but i was trying to learn how to let go of someone in my life or let go of some regret in my life okay and she had told me you know some people or some things come into your life for a reason a season or a lifetime and you you know the best way to learn to let go and move forward is to learn what they were there to teach you mm-hmm. i like that and it's I mean, shucks, mantras are some great things to help you center yourself and ground yourself and kind of bring you back to the present moment with your mindset. But it can also be hard to kind of put into action as well. So, uh, but it, it's a good starting point for, for me, especially. And the um, whole reason, season or lifetime, I'm, I'm, I'm putting that in, pers- in my head. Like if I was to hold a magnifying glass up to anybody I've dated in the past, even at the time I was dating them, I could I could tell you with certainty that they were not my lifetime. So for me, I think I would probably agree. Because even though even though I even though I might have had like some fantasies or like yeah, you know I mean. even like, though my thoughts might go there and try to envision what it's like. My gut knew every single person was not a lifetime person. Exactly. So if I'm like being honest with myself, like I know it's not there. Yeah. And see, that's the other thing too, right? But the Part time, maybe I didn't know what I was supposed to be learning right. from them. Right. Uh, but I like how you just said like being honest with yourself. Yeah. Being honest with yourself is such an important, critical thing to do if you want to live a life that is true to who you are. Mm-hmm. You have to know yourself but you also have to be honest with yourself. And sometimes what happens is like your hopes, your fantasies, your dreams can kind of cloud that in the moment because you are so hopeful or you're so optimistic that sometimes you can maybe not realize that, you know, this person isn't a lifetime. Because mm-hmm. I was going to say, I was like, maybe in the moment I was hoping they were a lifetime, but in, you know, in hindsight, they definitely were not a lifetime. And maybe in that moment, if I was truly honest with myself, I knew they weren't a lifetime, but I wanted them to be a lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> the so potential wanting, versus the reality. Yeah, wanting and knowing yeah. don't always align. Mm-hmm. And you can sometimes think that what you want is what you know, but it's not. <laughs> well said. I like this. Yeah. <laughs> potential and reality. Yeah. Two totally different things. I mean, beyond just dating people, jobs. Yeah. Like, I mean, we talked a little bit about this yeah. in, uh, uh, which episode was it where we were talking about failures, right? Oh like, yeah. Failing a job is not necessarily mean like that you failed. That job is just not meant for you and you're right. meant for something different. Yeah. So the same thing with like, you know, it's just going, Oh, now I know. Mm-hmm. Now I get it. I'm there. 
yeah i think though communication and keeping in touch with people like i don't know sometimes I, I think social media makes it a little bit easier i think some people disagree i've made a lot of actual real life connections that started on social media yeah um i've i've heard of many stories that uh, uh, very similar to that not I've romantic also, no, but, no no but like <laughs> friendships yeah like i have a couple followers i'll shout out to gabriel but like i met him on instagram and he works at costco and this one time <laughs> i went to the costco gas station and he was there and he looked at me and then i looked at him and i'm like you look familiar and he's like you look familiar too and, shut and up we were like we're Instagram friends. And, um, and so like, you know, yeah. Okay. A person found you on Instagram or you found them. I'm not even sure how we became friends <laughs> on Instagram, but, um, I, I'm not even sure how we became, but I don't know. Yeah. It, anyways, it was just great to kind of like, you know, you meet up with people and you're like, Hey, that is a riot. <laughs> I have never had that happen before, oh, except really? in my like baking business where people knew oh, me yeah, but no. they knew who I was from there and then they knew where I was going to be like come to events and stuff but like I have never befriended a stranger and then ran into them randomly <laughs> ran into them never yeah, ever it was awesome and uh and then I've also had people that you know found me on Instagram and we were talking about whatever mm -hmm. and we would then meet up to talk about like something professional or whatever. yeah so but yeah lots of relationships friends and romantic relationships have started on social media but lots of friendships and romantic relationships have also been rekindled because of social media yeah you can and, find people yeah. and I think you know one of the things that oftentimes when you, you know, I'm not speaking from experience but you know at the end of your life like you wonder if you've kept in touch with the, the people that you wanted to keep in touch with. And so, mm -hmm. like, again, that fear of being the first one to reach out to someone, mm. shut that fear down. Fear of rejection. Yeah, just shut it down. Yeah. Because, again, one life, if you don't ask, you won't know. If you don't reach out, you won't have that connection. Yeah, that's and, so true. And I think it's also humbling, too, right? Like, yeah. It, and, and I think being humble is, also, it can be a muscle. Like, no matter how long it's been since yeah. you've lost touch with somebody, like, what's to stop you from going, hey, friend, I was thinking about you, and I was just wondering how you are. Yeah. I mean, being that it's the pandemic, I feel like more and more people have embraced been humbled it. and embraced it and kind of done the first step or the first move in, re you know, reconnecting with people. Mm -hmm. I, I hope that people continue to do more of it like i yeah. said like it's like a muscle the more you do it the more comfortable you're gonna get at it i think uh matt hussey said something in one of his recent videos about like when you feel uncomfortable or in discomfort it means that you're in a place where you need to grow mm -hmm. when that uncomfortable feeling or discomfort turns into comfort that's how you know you've grown Mm -hmm. And then you look for the next thing that makes you uncomfortable. And that's where you work towards turning that into comfort. And that's you growing some more. Yeah, I like that. That makes sense. Like the next thing. What, what is it that you want to do that scares you a little bit? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
do something that scares you a little bit every day. Isn't that a one of those other mantras? That that is on. Yeah, I like that too. I do too. Be brave. <laughs> do something that scares you a little bit every day. I don't know that I I come close to doing that. I don't really do that much that's scary every day. Well, not every day, but 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 the, yeah. the, the little things like. Saying hello to someone and asking how they're doing. Changing the path of my business. Deciding like, you know, maybe this isn't going in this direction. Like it can be brave to to change paths or to reroute. Um, to decide you're not in it for something anymore and you're in it for something else. Like, again, who you're living your life for. Are you doing it for other people's expectations um, or desires? Or are you doing it for yours? So those are brave things. Well scary things Those sometimes are brave big things mm-hmm. everyday little things that can scare you like in my world um it might be saying no to someone when they're asking me for help mm. it might be asking someone for help when i am afraid to inconvenience them you know like today uh at work i really needed to take care of something important and oftentimes i put a lot of pressure on myself to make sure that I show up, show my face, am on the clinic floor being the first one to help. But I had to ask for help so that I could step away and take care of something important. And that was hard for me. And that was Mm -hmm. scary for me because to me, previously, I thought that if I'm not there, I'm not doing my job. I'm not doing my part or I'm not doing my like heavy lifting. Um, so I just needed to overcome that fear of disappointing myself, disappointing other people because I couldn't be there. But in reality, like I, I overcame the fear of asking someone else to help me. So those are little things that you could do every, like every day yeah. there's something little. I kind of had to say no to somebody today. Does that mean? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like. No, I mean, just as a, in a supervisory position, you know, I, I, part of my approach in it is that I, ask almost everybody every day like is there anything I can do for you like what's up are you good do you need anything um and people pop into my office all day needing things um but somebody was popping in repeatedly and I was like I was in the middle of something and it was it's really hard for me to stop everything I'm doing to jump in and help you with x y and z repeatedly and like they were on like a long task and I was like it would be a lot easier on me if you just went through and finished the whole thing, got a list of anything that you had questions and came to me all at once with it. I don't think that's <laughs> saying no. I think it's guiding them so that they can actually be a little bit more efficient with their time and your time. It is. But like a lot but, of people get used uh, to yeah, very instant exactly. gratification. Mm-hmm, and I have a question true. and help me and stop everything you're doing and do it now. And I was like, mm-hmm. if it's a lot easier on me if you just go get it all together and come back when it's done so to speak so that we have all your questions at once and I don't have to literally stop everything I'm doing because I'm trying to take care of a lot of things and everybody has a lot of issues and everybody has everybody has problems there's a lot going on I can't stop what I'm doing this many times because I am like squirrel and then I won't get back to it so yeah there is a a, but it's a little bit of a disappointment in in the moment you know there's a little like okay you know (laughs) But in the end, in the end, they didn't end up having any questions. So they figured it out on their own or they found somewhere else to get help. Or sometimes what happens And I managed to get my shit done. Exactly. See, but I think part of that is, you know, this is kind of a topic, but when you're doing something, sometimes when you keep doing something, it answers 
an issue that you had before. So you just got to keep trucking along and you never know when answers will just unfold themselves. For there you, you go. hundred mm-hmm. percent. I don't, it's kind of a regret or it's not a regret that I live with now, but it's something that I, I think I would regret or it's like something I work towards so that I don't have regrets, but like something for me um, that I put in play every day is like staying healthy and trying to take the best care of me that I can physically and mentally so that when I am older, <laughs> I don't go, damn, wish I didn't eat so terribly. Um, and that's not to say that when I get older, I'm going to be like, and I guess what I'm saying, stay healthy and like staying fit both mentally and physically. It's not like a, um, a chasing a skinny or chasing a size or worrying about like my weight or pant size. Um, it's like take care of me so that I can be the best me until, you know, until I'm old. And uh, I, I don't want to be the person on my deathbed who's on like 16 medications and um, has to rely on other people to get around. And I mean, I know that happens sometimes to cir- due to circumstances out of our control, but like I can put my best effort in today to eat well, keep my mind right so that I, you know, I keep it sharp. And you position yourself in the best way possible to have a healthier life your entire life. Yeah. Eat well and move and do things that keep my mind and body uh, in as good a condition as is reasonable. I like that a lot. And again, I kind of, you know, we mentioned a little bit about like, it's the little things. It doesn't have to happen overnight. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes the best things can't happen overnight. No. And, and so like 15 minutes here, a meal there, drinking one more glass of water each Mm -hmm. day than you would. Uh, that's what I'm, you know, I was talking to a patient, they were asking, you know, what are some of your goals this year? And I was like, you know, to be honest, I keep it simple. I'm trying to drink more water every day, trying to make sure I eat three meals a day, trying to make sure I take care of myself and sleep well. I mean, those sound <laughs> like easy, simple things, but they're really not. In my world, I get so focused on the tasks that I have, the passion projects that I have, the, yeah. just living my life. Sometimes I don't drink enough water. Sometimes I don't eat enough. Sometimes I don't sleep enough. And I, I'm just trying to get the basics down. And those basics are the building blocks to a good long life. Yeah, I agree. Back to basics. Mm-hmm. Like there were probably times when all of those things were good and then got all successful, quote unquote, and suddenly we forget to feed ourselves, drink enough water, Get a massage here and there. Like oh, that reminds me, I got to schedule a massage. Go to bed at a decent hour. Like that was one of my goals last year was to get to seven hours of sleep average. And I'm getting there. Ooh, ooh, ooh. This last week was terrible because of the Bridgerton thing. <laughs> <laughs> Blame it on the Bridgerton. But now that I'm done with it, I can sleep again. Or are you just going to find another? <laughs> I, a total tangent, but I saw um something i think it was today that netflix in this year is going to be dropping a new movie every week but that's just a movie it's not a tv show so hey hey. yeah hey hey. like it's not eight hours of television i have to binge in a week it's like one stupid movie so it's like 90 minutes but you could potentially find another series each week that you should i just wait like five months and let all the movies build up and then stay up (laughs) all night every night watching movies (laughs) You know, have you ever heard of the TV series 24? I find like one TV show every two months. I mean, the last one I watched oh, was okay. Queen's Gambit. That was yeah. in November. Yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah. So I sleep in between. Like, I sleep every other month. 
Okay. Well, that's better than... <laughs> what was the TV show you just asked 24? me about? Uh, I remember. It's old. Yeah, it's with Kiefer I never Sutherland, watched it. I had an ex who watched it. it follows Kiefer Sutherland as, as like, he fights terrorists. Yeah. And it follows like the actual 24 hours of a day. And so what my brother and I used to do was we would wait till the season was done and then we would binge watch 24 hours <laughs> in 24 you hours. You literally watched an entire 24 hours of television? Back to back for 24 hours straight. And there oh. was like five seasons or six seasons or something. But you didn't watch them like oh, all at no, once. No, 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 no. But we, would, we wouldn't watch the season until the very end. <laughs> and then we would get all the episodes and then watch all 24 episodes back to back. And those were an hour long on TV, yeah. right? So they're about 42 yeah. minutes in reality. So at least you got like 20 minutes an hour to like yeah. get up and pee and make yeah. food. and Yeah. <laughs> or just skip to the next episode right away. There you go. There you go. <laughs> there were some really great uh, cliffhangers. <laughs> That's so funny. But yeah. I like that. Another, uh, go ahead. You got a no, regret. I, I my last my last one that is in my uh, my little list here is try anything. Mm. Like if there's but something so you want to do, focaccia? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I will not, on the record, not be trying focaccia. Um, I've never even. I, I barely. I I don't know if I've ever even gone off of Camelback. Like I know Camelback. It's ten minutes away. I love it. It's close. Like you know, I'm not hiking for like. The experience of the hike. Okay, well, I guess I did that Sedona hike. So, like, but that was at someone else's prompting. Like, that wasn't me going, I'm going to drive to Sedona and go hiking. Like, you know. But try anything. It's like, if there's something you want to do, go do it. Yeah, don't be afraid to try it. Don't be afraid to put yourself out there and try something new. Uh, 100%. Matthew Boggs says, like, if you you are into these Matthews. Yes. It's not my fault that these people have, like, the same... Like, apparently, if your name is Matthew, you make a great motivational speaker. Apparently, if you are a white male between the ages <laughs> yeah. of, like, 35 and 38, you're probably named Matthew. Uh, he says, if you want something new in your life, you have to be willing and open to create something new. Okay. Okay. I see you. So, like, you know, if you want to try something new, you got to be willing to, like take action mm-hmm. to create something like to create that something new. get the life. divorce move across the country <laughs> get that apartment <laughs> get it girl start a new business buy your own shit exactly. you don't need no man don't be waiting on no man to get no shit you get this your damn self exactly badass girl buy my own car buy my own crib <laughs> get that dirt off your shoulder <laughs> i love it i love it but yeah, so um, I think this is... A if you want something new, you have to be willing yeah. to create something new. Okay. Yeah. And and I think that's part of it too. Like, if you want to live a life without regret, don't be afraid to act on what is true to you or don't act on what you don't want. I like that. It, I always think when I'm, when I'm faced with um, a decision, I like something that I kind of want to do, but it's scary. I go, I say to myself, will I regret not doing this Mm -hmm. later? Exactly. So like last two Decembers ago, December, 2019, I was going to Italy with a friend and at the last minute she bailed and I I was faced with a decision to make in a pretty short period of time as to, was I going to go alone or was I going to bail? And she was going to pay me back all the money that I'd be out. So I wasn't going to be out anything financially. So that was that incentive was taken off the 
board or whatever. A factor. Yep. And, but I was like, but if I don't go, like, I love traveling and I love vacation and I love seeing new places. And I was like, if I don't go, am I going to regret like in wonder forever what it might have been like if I had gone? And the answer was yes. So I was like, I'm going. Fuck yes. So that's that's a that's a thing for me. If I'm faced with something that's like I want to do it, but it's a little scary. Will I regret not doing it? And if the answer is yes, then I know I need to do it. I like that. That's a good filter question. So anytime you come across a challenge and you, you know, you may have a fear, like ask, like, if you don't do it, are you going to regret it? Yeah. And like, sometimes it's like, no. Then I'm like, okay, there's my answer. There you go. Yeah. It's a good way to, it's a good way to work through things. Like, I really want to go see a movie, but, uh, also really rather sit on my couch. Will I regret not going to the movies? No. (laughs) You know, it's like, will, will I regret not going to the grocery store? When, when I don't have not doing my laundry. When today, I don't have food tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, but you can get salad and go. <laughs> I can talk myself oh, into yeah. anything. Yeah, but yeah, like just ask yourself, will this be something I'll regret later? And if it's a yes, then fucking do it. Yeah. You've got one life. That's my yeah, oh one life. I have a t shirt that says that. Um Oscar Wilde, I found I don't know if this is a good closer, but I found a quote by Oscar Wilde that says One's real life is often the life that one does not lead. And I just thought that is poetic and sadly true for probably a lot of people. I was going to say it's sad. Yeah. But it's sadly true. Yeah. Like, don't don't be that guy. I don't want to be that. I was just going to I was thinking in my set as I uh, to myself as I I was thinking to myself, I don't want that to happen to me. Yeah. It's kind of a one of those sad, somber truths that you just want to like look at every day and go, yeah, I'm not going to be that. Like and we if you're we not do mantras. Be that, what are you going to do about it? Yeah, we do mantras and positive affirmations and things like that. But I think maybe this is like something like this is kind of a good balance. It's like because mm-hmm. that's what's on the flip side of me not living up to these affirmations. True that. So I really enjoyed talking about having no regrets today because I think as we get older, being more reflective about the experiences that you faced can teach you a lot. And sometimes you don't, sometimes as you get older, like you're go, 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 right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes you don't have that downtime or you don't make that time to reflect. Or sometimes what happens is you're go, 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 and you just put, things what is it brush things under the rug Mm -hmm. so if there's an experience that you face that you might regret you tend to avoid it and being able to start talking about it like having a conversation today actually is helpful to me personally because it gives me the strength or it gives me the opportunity to be vulnerable and kind of acknowledge maybe some of the things that I have brushed under the rug or maybe it reminds me moving forward if there is an experience that I face to try not to brush it under the rug but maybe face it and kind of reflect and maybe I do regret it well if I do regret it how do I move forward with that acknowledgement like do I learn from it did I learn anything from it and if I did how do I move forward to make changes so I don't repeat the same thing or um maybe give meaning to that experience as opposed to like thinking so badly about it 
maybe give me a, a positive meaning to it. Speak for yourself. I'm not getting older. <laughs> um, I am simply growing more seasoned. Okay. Or I am developing character like a good bottle of wine. Okay. I am developing complexity in my character and more body. No, I don't like that. That sounds like <laughs> I'm getting fat. I was going to be like, um, body? Fuck this noise. All right, start over. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, uh, you know, for regrets is a funny topic for me for a long, like I am very no regrets and I have, I, I honestly cannot remember a time when I was like no regrets and that's not me. That's not me. You know, what's the word YOLO? Like I'm not like, YOLO, I'm not out here like risking my life, jumping out of planes, like not out here doing like crazy shit, like no regrets, blah, blah. Like, no. I am, I'm just like, if there's something you want to do, you better fucking do it. Like, I, it's hard for me to remember a time when that wasn't. Don't be afraid to do it. Yeah. It's hard for me to remember. Don't be afraid is a big thing. So that's, that we touched on that a little bit before in a pre, in an earlier episode, one of our early episodes where it's like, um, if you like, in. Kind of like I said in this episode, if you're going to regret not doing or doing something, that is your gut. That is your instinct. And you should listen to that. Um, if And if you're scared, that's not an abnormal thing to feel. Like fear is very real. Um, but where does the fear come from? Is it realistic? Mm-hmm. Is it mm-hmm. put on you by somebody outside of you? Because if it's somebody else putting that, you know, if that's conditioned to feel that fear because you know, your parents didn't want you to fail, so they never pushed you to try. Um, whatever, whatever circumstance might have happened that made you feel this fear. Like for a long time, I had a fear. I actually had a fear of succeeding. I've never really had a fear of failure. Um, I don't get, I don't, I don't typically get very anxious. I don't get really nervous. Um, I don't love speaking in front of groups. So there's like all these weird little things with me in the nerves and anxious but I don't get anxious I don't get nervous like when I had my tonsils out a few years ago it's like they're like are you scared are you nervous I'm like no maybe I will be in the moment but no I'm just not and I think a lot of that is like I recognize where I do and don't have control over situations and it's like I'm just here I'm along for the ride I decided to do this and I'm gonna do it and but like in regards to starting my business I had a lot of fear of success which I didn't recognize for a long, long time that I, it, what I'm, what I'm calling as fear of success, it was really a a self-worth issue. Like, no, that success is someone else's. It's not mine. Um, So it's really a lot of believing in yourself. Uh, And when I recognized that that was kind of the thing, it prompted me to get started and like, the worst, honestly, the worst fate I can think of for the end of my life is getting to the end and wishing I had done more, wishing I'd shot my, you know, shoot your shot, like take a chance, do the thing. Like that's, that's the worst feeling I can imagine having on my deathbed is sitting there and like, I never told the guy, I never told the friend, I never called the friend, I never did the thing. I should have followed up with that. Like, I just, I don't want to have those moments. 
you know, and that fear, that feeling that you have, I, I can share in that. And I think it also, sometimes it kind of explains why, you know, I am very involved with a lot of things that I do. Like I'm a go, go, go person. I always have something to do. Like sometimes people are like, man, Miley, you are so busy. And the thing is like, it's not that I'm busy. It's just, I don't want to waste time that I, like, I don't know how much time I have. And if I find something of interest to me, I'm going to go for it. I want to go for it. And so that's why like, I love saying yes to a lot of opportunities because I might one, never have that opportunity again, but two, what if that opportunity leads to something else that I'm passionate about or that I learned something more about? And I don't want to get to a, a place in my life where I'm like, man, I wish I had done that. Yeah. And, and this is a lot of discernment yeah. too. This isn't like saying yeah. yes to everything no. that comes your way. Cause yeah. you've been there right. too. And I've been there too. Yeah. It's like saying way too many yeses. And yeah. like, okay, but it's that like, was too many yeses. And now I haven't slept for three days. Right. But it's like, I am involved with a lot of things because those are the things that I, when it was offered to me, I'm like, I get that gut feeling where I'm like, one, that is exciting to me. Two, mm-hmm. if I don't do it, I might regret it later. Three, it's like, this this is a hell yes versus a okay, you know, like a, you know, uh, whatever. And you know, nothing's like, ever yeah. permanent. It's right. like, I can always say no if I, I can try it. And then if it's not my thing, I can always say no. And that's always been my, like, kind of mantra kind mm-hmm. of that I lived by. I'm like, if, if it checks all the boxes that I am doing it for the right reasons, we talked a little bit about alignment in the episode, yeah. then I'm going to go for it. But it doesn't mean that I'm stuck with that either. I can always say no and say, you know what? Actually, it's not really my thing. 100%. Yeah. Like nothing's ever permanent. It's mm-hmm. like give it a whirl. Maybe it it suits you now. It might not always. Things might change. Circumstances, your life, your approach, your mindset, where you are, what you want. Like things change. But like... If it's resonating with you right now, give it a whirl. Uh, Honestly, you have nothing to lose with most of these types of decisions except for, like, you know, missing out on an opportunity. And I, yeah, I just, I'm I'm very big on the whole, I I can't, I I just don't want to, I don't want to be on my deathbed wondering what would have been. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'd rather take the chance and, like, find out it wasn't meant to be. End with a gratitude statement? I would love to. Do you have a gratitude statement? Off the top of my head, I think lately I've been grateful for having an open mind to second chances. I've noticed this is a prevalent theme in your Instagram. Oh, thank you (laughs) for noticing. I think sometimes... I struggle with second chances, second tries. I've always been one of those people where I give a lot of effort into everything I do. And sometimes when it fails, I get disappointed. And then, you know, you wonder if you should try again. Um, Or when someone disappoints you, like I've been in, in a few relationships that with people actually with I've been in relationships with people who don't believe in second chances one of my previous exes um he had some disagreements with some of my friends and after that first agreement disagree so after that first disagreement he if 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 he didn't agree with whatever it was he kind of like 
Like wrote them off? Wrote them off. And it was really hard for me because I'm also not one of those people that says, well, if you don't respect my opinion, I'm not going to be friends with you anymore. And it's one of those where I'm like, well, maybe we have a difference in opinions, but it doesn't mean that like I'm going to throw away our friendship. So I struggled with that a lot for a lot of years. And now I'm and and my mom's very similar too. Hmm. she. you know, So that's why like I've been spending a lot of time reflecting on what does it mean to give people second chances? What does it mean to give yourself a second chance? What does it mean for other people to give you a second chance? Because I also like to think that I'm human and I make mistakes and I miscommunicate sometimes. And I I would like the opportunity to either be more aware of my actions and my thoughts and how they're received or perceived by other people give myself, you know, I'd like the opportunity or the chance to explain myself or help somebody better understand my perspective. And at the same time, learn about their perspective and how they received me and then work towards improving, strengthening in, you know, moving forward as opposed to just writing off a relationship or writing off a friendship Mm -hmm. or things like that. So I'm grateful for being for having the ability or having an open mind to second chances that's really interesting I I almost want to dive into it because I'm like I'm I'm not I'm not not a second chances person with romantic relationships I'm not a second chances person but like in relationships I'm the person who like historically in my long term romantic relationships I am the person who has stuck by these people like these partners through pretty traumatic stuff and really put up with a lot of unacceptable behavior and um like and I'm not saying I've been a saint in all of those relationships like it caused me to develop some very uh codependent and like Uh, manipulative behaviors in order to cope with their bad behaviors so like I'm nowhere near a saint but like I'm just so not a second chances person like I let it ride so fucking hard and so long that by the time those relationships end it's been burned to the ground so to speak like I have run the gamut of emotions and I can't like I've gotten to the end and I've gotten to the end like I can't go back I've I've once I've made a decision in those regards like I've literally never gotten back with an ex not to say that they've never tried (laughs) but I'm like once I've one, and I'm I'm extremely logical and like you get you this are, about yeah. me like the literal and the logical practical. thing of me and, and logical, practical yeah. yes mm-hmm. it doesn't always make sense in romance and love but like I feel a little bit fortunate to have that, that side mindset yeah that like no this just doesn't make sense and it never will and it's not to say that any of my exes are bad people like we just weren't for each other and like I gave it all I could and like in the instances like we we both worked with all of the tools that we had at our disposal at the time and like I don't see any need to ever go back like I've learned the lessons from them and I don't have any more to learn from them and I wish them nothing but the best moving forward. I just literally have never had the desire to get back with an ex. I I that makes me probably a one percent like I don't know anybody else who's 
who has ever expressed the same adamance about it that I have. Like I've just so never been tempted and I, I don't know what that is about me. I'm like, nope. Like I've, I've, it's gone. I've processed it. I'm good. Like, you know, and it's not to say you don't think about these people. These people pop into my head. Like I wouldn't say daily, but like something will happen. It'll make me think of a person I was dating. It'll make me think of so-and-so and such and such. And like the time we did this and the time we did that. And I can have lots of fond memories about the moment and still wish them well in their next venture and want nothing to do with them in my current life. I'm a completely different person now. Well, not completely, but I am a different person now than I yeah. was at the time I was dating any of them. And I have no desire to learn who they are now. <laughs> it's terrible. No, but. it's not terrible. It's yeah. it's logical and practical. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Once I've run that gamut of emotions with you, I, um, and that it's not, yeah, it's interesting. I definitely, it's definitely not like that with friends, but I've never had any like big blow ups, like emotional things with friends where it's like, where it's the same as it is in a romantic relationship. Um, yeah, I've, I've also, I, I mean, we've talked about this in the pod before. I've also never historically, you know, let's say pre five, five years or year ago or so, like I, uh, I didn't have the tools and I wasn't picking proper partners. I wasn't not to say these people were bad, but I wasn't picking people who could, uh, support me and be the person I needed somebody to be emotionally. They weren't available. So, now it's a different game now my relationships la- don't last so long because I'm able to discern that more quickly um, so I'm not jumping into long-term relationships with people that can't be the person I'm looking for um, gratitude statement <sighs> what am I grateful for I'm really grateful for time time I've had a lot of time lately to do the things that I've wanted to do and I I should say I've made the time to do the things I've wanted to do and I've been able to have some really fun and unique experiences because of that Um, I've created some time in my schedule to do personal life stuff um, I did manage to do a little bit of travel, not super popular, I know, with the pandemic, but like visiting family and friends, um, dating, a little bit of socially distanced, you know, very safe dating. Um, I created some time to do the work on my kitchen. I, I made some time to watch a new television drama series you may have heard me blab on about the last couple episodes. Um, but yeah, I'm really, I'm really grateful for time and time is my most valuable and precious resource. Um, I'm, I try to be very discerning on where I spend it and who I spend it with. And, um, yeah, even though I don't always like, I think we recently quoted an MLK thing for Martin Luther King Day. Um, I, I don't always know where it's going when I'm spending the time the way I'm spending it, but like, it's fine. It feels right what yeah, I'm doing I'm right say, now. But it's the right step, right? Yeah. Because like, the quote was about 
not looking up at the staircase, but just taking it one step at a time. And yeah, you don't have to know where it's going, but you what what you're doing in the moment and the step that you're taking towards creating the space, creating, creating the time, spending the time with the people that you are choosing to yeah that value you and you value them and vice versa you know like mutual value um that's the that's what feels right that's the right step yeah you'll figure Sometimes out the it's, next step it's just discovery mm-hmm. so i did a new hike recently on south mountain and it was funny because the person i was hiking with was like oh like they were looking ahead and they were like oh and that's probably like the little top where the blah 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 like where it meets the other trails and i was <laughs> like i just find it funny because i've been in Arizona and this person hasn't been in Arizona very long um, but like I just find it funny when you're doing these hikes you always look up and you're like oh it's like right there like it's it, we're like a couple minutes away <laughs> yeah a couple minutes away and it always looks like it's right there yeah. and then you get right there and you're like son of a bitch it's not right here <laughs> like it's still further yeah. so it was just so metaphorical I just kind of had this like moment where this person was like oh it's like right there da, 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 da. I was like yeah we hiked for like 20 more minutes and it's like <laughs> not there and I'm like funny how it still looks like it's right, right there, there. <laughs> <laughs> still looks like it's in the same spot it did 20 minutes ago um but it's very metaphorical, I think, of life. It's like yeah. stop chasing stuff yeah. and just kind of enjoy the moment we're mm-hmm. in. So that enjoy the journey. Yeah, that's sort of my where I'm at with time. Yeah. It's like enjoying my time, taking my time, not racing time, not wishing time away, not looking towards like a Friday or a Saturday or whatever it might be, like just enjoying whatever day it is that I'm in right now. I very rarely know the day I'm like I usually have to look at my watch to tell me what day it is or check the calendar but so yeah time time is my time is my big thing right now I think that's something great to be grateful for yeah I think another thing that uh both of us are grateful for would always be our listeners a hundred percent thank you so much for joining us every week and uh we hope you have a wonderful week and we'll chat with you soon Please do chat with us and follow us oh, yeah. online mm-hmm. uh, on Instagram, The Main Dish Podcast, on Facebook, The Main Dish Pod, Twitter, The Main Dish Pod. Maybe I'll throw some like Bernie memes up on <laughs> the Twitter. Um, and uh, YouTube, everybody, we have a video up on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if you have one of those phones or computers in your little hands. You can go to YouTube, search The Main Dish Podcast, and find the full episode from last week with uh, part two with Zach, where we show our dating profiles. It is, I'm still terrified thinking about it, even though it's already happened and it's out in the world. But uh, yeah, please subscribe. Show us some love. Give us a review. Thumbs up the video. We would love to hear from you. Thank you so, so much for your support and for helping us build this wonderful community. Thank you. Love you. Love you too.